With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio, open His eternal Word and study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out and get your Bible and follow along with us as we open God's Word together. Today, we're in the book of 1 Kings chapter number 17, and we'll continue our study on the Brook Experience of Elijah. The Bible said in verse number two, then the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Verse number five, the Bible said, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. That's reading verse number two down through verse number six of the 17th chapter of the book of First Kings. We're studying the life of Elijah, and we're looking at the thought, obedience is the key. In every one of these stories about Elijah that we'll look at, we'll find that these stories would not have been worthy of our study, of our reading. In fact, I'm convinced that God probably would not even put them in the Word of God had it not been for one simple fact. That is that Elijah obeyed the Word of God. The Bible said in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 15, verse number 22, Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. God does not have any greater delight in anything that we might do than he does in the very fact of our simple obedience to the word of God. And then I said to you, not only obedience is a key as taught in all of these experiences, but then each of them reveal a different truth about what that obedience is the key to. In these verses we're looking at concerning the brook experience, we learn that obedience is the key to God's provisions. Obedience is the key to God's provision. And we're seeing this here in the story of Elijah going to the brook of Cherith. I pointed out to you that there is the order, and the orders are threefold. Number one, there's a proclamation. He said, get thee hence and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself. And then we saw there's a place. He said, I want you to hide yourself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. Then again, he said down in the latter part of verse number four, he said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So there is a place. May I just say it? There is a there for every child of God. And I must ask you again today, are you there? Are you where God wills for you to be? You see, my friend, it's just as important that we know God's place 
as it is that we know God's plan. So I ask you the question, are you there? God said to Elijah, I'm going to change your address. From now on, I'm going to send your blessings to the post office box, T-H-E-R-E. And I said to some of you that you're there, maybe here where you're at right now, serving the Lord. But to convert here to there, you simply put the cross in front of it. And so if you take up your cross and serve the Lord where God has placed you, then your here becomes you're there. So there is a proclamation. Get the hints. Turn the eastward. Hide thyself. There's a place. He said, I want you to get there. And then there's a provision. He said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Now, when you look at the tense of the two verb, have commanded, then you recognize that those are past tense verbs. And we learn from that, that the Lord spoke to the ravens before he spoke to Elijah. And so God is saying to Elijah, I have already made provisions for you, but the requirement is you're going to have to obey me. And to obey me means that you're going to have to get up, get out of this place, and go to the place that I have selected for you, which in the situation here is the brook Cherub. And may I say to you, that's true for every Christian today. God has got provisions for you, but you've got to get to the place where God has assigned your blessings to be delivered. You see, if Elijah would have been a quarter mile up the creek, down the creek, off of the creek, the birds would have flown, but Elijah would have starved in the famine. So there's a proclamation. There's a place, and there is a provision made. Let me just say this this morning. I do not care what area of service that you serve the Lord in. If you will go where God says go, and you will do what God says do, God has already provided everything that you need, just as the ram was tied in the thicket with its horns. When Abraham was offering up Isaac, God has already got what you need. It's not where God guides, God provides. The truth is where God guides, he has already made provision for what you need. He's got a prevision. He sees the need before the need arises. Then he's got a provision. He can furnish that need, supply that need, and have it waiting on you when you get there. So there are the orders. Get the hints. Turn the eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And I've commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Now come with me, if you will, please, to verse number five. I love this verse of Scripture. The Bible said, So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. Now, wait just a moment. Let's study this verse. The Bible said in verse number five, So he went and did. May I say to you, I know of no greater definition of the word obedience than that statement that's made there of Elijah in verse number five. So he went and did. I know of no greater testimony that I could leave behind. I know of no greater epitaph to put upon my tombstone when I'm gone than for my wife and family to be able to say about me, he went and did according to the word of the Lord. 
Now, Elijah leaves the place where he was. You say, what does it mean? It means leaving the place where he was. He got his little things together, whatever he may have had, and he headed eastward. And he goes down to the Jordan River. He crosses Jordan, and he finds the brook Cherith. And if I could use a phrase that we're familiar with, he set up a camp. You realize there was no motel for him to check in. There was no resort area where he could find a bedding for the night. But he simply sets up camp there by the brook Sheriff. So he obeys. He went and did. And that's what obedience is. Oh, may it be said of you and I when we finish this life. And when our story is written, that you and I went and did according to the word of the Lord. But then I want you to notice the third thing. Not only there's his orders, there's his obedience, but then there is the outcome. Look, if you will, please, at verse number six. The Bible said, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. I love this verse of Scripture. What a tremendous thought. The Bible said that Elijah obeys God, and God has the ravens bring him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. Now you say, preacher, that would not be too good of a meal. That would not be too good of a diet. Well, it's better than starving. And it's better than most everybody else around there was enjoying. But I want you to see this. Elijah obeys God. He crosses Jordan. He finds the brook Cherith. He sets up camp and sets down, relaxes. He may have refreshed himself a little bit, then got him a good glass of water out of the spring, found him a good smooth rock, and maybe spread out his napkin and said, Supper, Lord. And all of a sudden, in the distance, he hears the cry of the ravens as they come flying in, and they bring him meat, and they bring him bread. Some years ago, I was in a meeting, and I drove over to a particular flea market where I knew that there would be some good old Christian books there, and I wanted to go over and see what they had. I drove over there, and as I was browsing through their books, I found a very old book. If my memory is correct, it was written in the late 1800s. Had a piece of duct tape over the spinal of it. And handwritten on it, I saw the word Elijah. I purchased the book. And when I got back to the motel room, I started reading. Well, I didn't start with the first of it. I got over here to this story. I wanted to see what the man had to say. And he had a lot of great things to say. But he said something that caught my attention. He said this bird was a meat-eating vulture, and therefore, probably she had been out there getting some fresh meat for her babies. And as she flew over Elijah's campsite, she accidentally dropped some, and it fell right where he was. Well, my first thought was uh, one of rejection. I don't like that. And then I got to thinking, you know, God's got his preacher cabin out down on the creek. If he wants him to have a cookout, that's none of the devil's business. Let him have a good barbecue. But then I got to thinking, I could understand that raven flying in with the uncooked meat. But friend, that raven's going to have a hard time flying in uncooked bread with its claws. And so I'm convinced that God had it cooked especially like Elijah liked it. And so that raven flies in and drops him meat and drops him bread and then flies away. You see what happened, preacher? God is just simply keeping his word. He said to his servant, if you will get there by the brook Cherith, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And Elijah arose and went. He gets there. 
And when he gets there, here comes the bird. Somebody said, what happened? Well, if I could say this, and I'm not just being humorous, but God invented the first catering service. He may have called it raving cuisine. But here flies in the raven, drops off the meat and the bread, and flies away. Can you imagine sitting there eating that alone by yourself? And then here comes the devil and says to you, that's just an accident. God's not going to feed you over here. You'll starve to death. You better enjoy this. There will not be any more. But I want to tell you, friend, that devil's a liar. God has made a promise of provision to Elijah if he would obey God. And Elijah has obeyed God. And you can rest assured when you do what God says to do, God will do what he says he would do. So Elijah goes to bed, gets him a good night of rest, gets up the next morning, goes down to the creek, gets him out some water to drink, spreads out his napkin, and said, Breakfast, Lord. And here comes the raven again, bread and meat, day after day, morning after morning, evening after evening, the ravens fly in and bring him his meal. You see, what's going on, preacher? Please don't miss this final moment. God is teaching Elijah that he's sovereign. He's in control. He's over the bird. He can control that bird and make it give up what it did not want to give up. He's over the beast. He knows where the meat is for the man of God to eat. He's over the bread. He's over the brook. He can make things work to provide the need for God's servant who has obeyed him. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Argonaut.